Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Tuesday, May 16, 2023. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of both uh, the Elijah List right here and Elijah Streams that you're watching online. We're in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and uh, God's favors all over us. We just appreciate all that he's doing for us and in us, through us, but we could not do what we're doing uh, apart from what your, what your, your donations into this ministry. It keeps us going. Uh, we take as much of the spillover as we can and we, we give into the kingdom and honestly, we're giving and giving and giving, but really it's you that's doing the giving and we're administrating it. So, um, we, we feel like we're being very careful stewards of the money that you send in. Uh, so we just want you to know that we appreciate that. And with that in mind, let's go ahead and run a spot, uh, Emily, for uh, the Wells one of the spots that we did we produced the spots and our those that work for us are, are getting them produced for us from the actual video and that we have and even when i see our own work i'm going man i'm resold on what we're doing giving this fresh water and again i like to it's matthew in 10 i believe it is it says whoever gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones will not will surely not lose their reward and it's in that same passage with a couple one verse away it says, and whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will will receive a prophet's reward. That's both of those are right there. Those two are essential to what we're doing. So thank you, as always, so so much for sowing into this ministry. We're very very grateful. But the people who are benefiting are more grateful than we are. So, all right, time to bring in Kim Robinson. I'm very much looking forward to her. She always has some stories about her, her encounters with God and encounters with heaven, and she's God gives her. a uh, she's got, has given her a great teaching gift as well. So here we go with Kim Robinson. Well, there you are, Kim. We are here. Well, Kim, um, I hope you're doing great. I know you just got back from camping and tell people for a moment about your camping trips and and how, how those end up being, um, what would I say, gateways to, to your encounters. Talk about your getaways like that. Well, I was, I'm actually still camping. I have my camper out there at the lake. It's just peace and quiet. I'm, you know, I'm right next to the water and I have everything unplugged, you know, so I can just focus on Jesus and hearing his voice and, and just getting away from everything. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just starts talking to me. It's just like, it just opens up and he loves the fact that we come away and just spend time just with him, just getting away and getting quiet and, he honors that, so it's. I love it. I love just getting away and getting quiet and talking to him. And well, you know, if I can say it this way, we we are. You did the sacrifice, and we're the beneficiaries. Without necessarily, maybe we didn't <laughs> quite do that ourselves, but we were benefiting from that because your getting away gives you the open heaven that you seem to get when you do that. And and we love the revelation. So I'm just gonna turn it over to you. I know this is usually a combination of teaching and uh, revelation. So you have the mic. So share with <laughs> I hope us. the mic it's works. Yeah, it's working <laughs> I hope the so mic far. Is working. Yeah. Okay. So um, when I was, when I was out camping, just, you know, just now he was talking to me about that. We have the right 
and we have the authority in heaven to be in heaven and to have these heavenly encounters. And so I was sitting there, I was like, oh, what do you mean? And, uh, he, you know, he talks to me using, you know, using animals, using, using nature. And I was sitting there kind of waiting for him to respond. And I was watching a squirrel. And there are squirrels out there. I don't have them named, but there's a bunch of squirrels. Yes. And I was watching this little squirrel and he picked up an acorn with his little paws and he was rolling the acorn around in his mouth. And it looked like he was kind of biting and chewing on it to see if it was good enough to take home. And the Holy wow. Spirit said, it's like that. He said, the word is the acorn. You know, the word is solid. So you take the word that is something solid that you can stand on that shows the fact that you have you have the right because of the word and you have the authority because of the word to have heavenly encounters and to sit in heaven and to operate from heaven with authority. And so that's kind of what he was showing me. And in the scriptures that he started giving me was um, the fact that we are seated in heaven right now you know i keep getting emails people are asking me you know how do you have these encounters how you know i'm just banging my head against the wall to have these encounters how do you do that and it's just like that little squirrel you you find you find your nut <laughs> you know you find nice. the scripture that that ministers to you you find the scripture that gives you the right and the authority to do this and then you relax and you trust. It's trusting what he is saying to you. It's trusting the pictures that he shows you in your imagination. And as, your imagina as you trust your imagination and you dedicate your imagination to the Lord and let him purify your imagination, you take the scriptures with your imagination and that gives you the firm foundation to have to stand on to have these encounters, to trust, and it's trusting the Holy Spirit. So it says he, talking about God, raised us up with Christ and seated us or has given us this authority with him in the heavenly places. So you might see more than the throne room. That's you know, good. he might show you more than um, just sitting next to the father in the throne. You might see the river of life. You know, you might see the field of flowers, there's other places that you have the authority to be at because of Jesus as he has seated us up with him in the heavenly places and you're in Christ. And so the Holy Spirit was reminding me that whenever you got born again, Jesus came into you. But it also says that Jesus is in you. So we are, and he was saying like meshed together, like sugar and flour. You take sugar and flour and you sift it together you're sifted together. There is no separation. You know, you can't get the flour out of the sugar. And whenever you got born again, Jesus came in you and you're in him and we are together. So when Jesus is seated in this place of authority, you really are there. You really are in heaven because of Jesus. And so you don't have to yeah, I got to, you know, I, I see, you see my, my wheels are turning because, <laughs> because I'm, I'm going, okay, everyone heard you say that, but did they hear you say that? That's like, you're, you're convincing people 
you're, you're right now you're attempting to convince us that we are in heaven and it's a little bit of a sales job in this way. I mean, you got to, you're trying to prove the point because it's some, to some of us, it's not as obvious. We kind of go, well, I know Kim's saying I'm in heaven, but I'm sitting here with this glass of cranapple <laughs> juice and, a, and I've got my computer, but I'm praying to the Lord. And you're saying when you're in that place with the Lord and in intimacy, you're saying you're not just, it's not just an idea. It's not just an imagination. You're saying somehow we are actually in heaven at the same time. I mean, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Because, okay. you know, and because that that's what the scripture says. The scripture says, the word says that we are seated with him in the heavenly realm. And it's, you know, someone described it as our spirits are kind of like flaky biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love that description. Because who doesn't like a flaky biscuit, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh. like, a, <laughs> unless you're, car, you're in keto, then you can't have. Oh, well, yeah, we got to have the warm <laughs> flaky biscuit with lots of butter. With lots butter. of butter. Oh, my Real butter. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, and honey that's local, you know. Oh, but absolutely. So can, oh, my goodness. Now what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> now we all want biscuits. <laughs> yeah. So if you can imagine taking a, a, a layer of your flaky biscuit, which is your spirit, and knowing that that layer of your flaky biscuit is actually seated in heaven. The rest of you is here, but a layer of you is seated in heaven with Jesus. So, but the rest of your layers are here, but a layer of you is in this place of authority in heaven and and as you learn as you walk by faith or trust if you have a problem with faith you can trust trust what you're seeing in that place of authority and you will learn to take your authority from heaven to the earth and then he he said christ's resurrection is your resurrection too so these are scriptures that you can stand on rather than just me telling you go to the scripture and 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 say okay Okay, my mind, okay, imagination, okay, the Lord says that Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. This is why we are to desire for all that is above. So you're supposed to desire for what is for all that is above. And that's where Christ sits enthroned in the place of all power, all authority. And that says, yes, feast on all the treasures. Wow. of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities you know and i so when i was sitting there watching the squirrel actually this morning and he was saying feast on all the treasures that's in the heavenly realm i'm like well what are the what how do you what is that what are the treasures in heaven and you know, I just, I, I just gotta say, why Kim? Uh, I just love that how you're just so basic, so simple. You don't <laughs> complicate this thing. If if someone would say, well, I would want to ask the Lord, well, what are those? And you're asking it for them. You're just you're being like everybody else. You just say, well, what do you mean, Lord? Tell right. what, what does that mean? So I love it. Anyway, didn't mean okay. to interrupt you, but I just I just want to compliment you. You're really when you give it so basic, we can we can grasp it. But so go ahead. That's good. Sorry. That's good. No, yeah, please, please ask. You know, I, I love yeah. that. Um, you know, so he was saying that the treasures, you know, because the scriptures are saying, fill your thoughts with treasures from heaven. You know, so since I've been there, I'm like, I know what's there, but what are the treasures of heaven? And he said, knowing that you're going to be reunited with your family. 
that is a treasure. Wow. And so you can bring that reality back down to the earth and you can like put it in your heart and, and know that someday you will be reunited, reunited with your, with your kids or with your parents. You will be re and that's a treasure. And he said, knowing that you will have full joy in heaven. That is a treasure that you can bring down and you can say, I pulled down because your word says, because your word says to feast on these things. So I'm pulling that down from heaven and I'm putting it in my soul right now. I'm not going to be sad because I'm not with my kids. I lost a child. I lost a mother or whatever, but I'm pulling down this reality and I'm going to think on that. I am going to think on the fact that we are going to be reunited. You know, the family will be together. They may be all scattered right now, but in heaven, we will be reunited in heaven. And I can, I can pull that joy and put it in my soul, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and it says to fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not distractions from the natural realm. And I've, you know, I've had people, you know, it's easy to get distracted <laughs> in the natural, you know, and I've had people say, oh, this is all there's ever going to be. You know, this is all there is. This is heaven on earth. This, you know, and so <laughs> like, get away from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, get away. That's a good, that's get well away said, from you me. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. move on. But because the scripture says to fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not get, get distracted with the natural realm. And so when there's stuff going on, don't get distracted with that. Keep, keep your mind back on the fact that you are seated in this place of authority. You are seated in heaven where there's joy, where there's mm. peace. And after, you know, after you've been seated in this, this realm of joy and this realm of peace, when you come back to the rest of your flaky biscuit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when the rest of you come back, you can pull that joy and that peace back to the earth. Can I ask so you a question in, in your divine, you know, I've heard it called their divine imagination or your sanctified imagination, the imagination that God gave you to imagine these things. Do you, when you try to picture yourself seated with Christ in the heavenly places, do you cause or allow your uh, imagination to create a picture? And if so, what do you see in this picture? Describe what you're seeing. If you see anything. In, in your so can, yeah, kind of when I, a good place to to go to to build this imagination is like in revelations okay. when it's talking about the throne room when it's talking okay. about how beautiful jesus is get that in your imagination you know and one of the things that he said is that some of our imagination hasn't been used for the good so you may have to stop and say holy spirit i ask that you forgive me for yielding my imagination to ungodly stuff, to violence, to pornography, to other mm. things. And let him clear out the cobwebs. Let him clear out the, the junk that you've had in there. And then ask the Holy Spirit, I sanctify my, I ask that you sanctify my imagination. Purify what I see. And I ask that you show me what the scripture says. Show me this. And take the scriptures to the Holy Spirit. Say, show me. It says that Jesus is seated on the throne. It says that there's a river of life. It says there's a tree. Show me. And then just get quiet and let him start using your imagination to create the river. Start seeing. Let him show you the river. 
But then you have to trust because you've been asking the Holy Spirit to show you the river. Now, do you mean, I don't, I don't want to be too elementary, but what, what do you mean, show me the river? What are you mean? You're visualizing a real river or what are you saying there? Yeah. Yes. So in your imagination, because the, the Bible says there's a river that flows under the throne. So if you yeah. just close your eyes and you just, Holy Spirit, show me what this river would look like. See the water, you know, see the water that's running down, you know, is it a wide river? Is it a narrow river? Mm. You know, and as this picture starts developing in your imagination of the water running down, down, ask the Holy Spirit, what's beside the river? Is the grass, is the flowers? Good. And uh, you allow him to start developing this picture in in your in your imagination or in your mind. The Bible yeah. says in the heart, in the eyes of your heart. I can't comprehend that because I'm literal. My heart doesn't have eyeballs. Do you realize how many people you're helping by saying this right now? Because they're going, I thought it was only me that had trouble with the eyes of your heart. You're. I love it. Keep going. I like, yeah, because I'm like, Jesus, my, my heart has veins, it has blood, it has vessels. My, my heart does not have eyeballs. You know? So Very I'm good. like, I, you have to tell me something else because I don't understand what that means. You know? And then so he started, you know, that your imagination. Take your imagination. But then he also showed me that I am a spirit. So I know that my spirit man has eyes. And so I can comprehend that. When I talk to the Holy Spirit and I say, Holy Spirit, show me, show me what the river looks like. Show me what a tree in heaven looks like. I know that my, my flaky layer <laughs> technically is my spirit and your spirit has eyes. Your spirit has ears. Your spirit has hair. <laughs> you may have hair in heaven. I don't know how we'll recognize you with a full head of hair, but you in heaven, you may have hair. I don't know. But I know that my spirit has eyes, so I can. I allow the Holy Spirit, and I command my eyes to see in the spirit because the scripture says that we are seated. So I command my eyes to see. Eyes see the fact that you are seated with Jesus in heaven. And then one of the... You may go on. Yeah, no, keep going. No, I, okay. yeah, and, I, I'm and transfixed, so, really. I'm just listening here. Okay, so, um, so one of the one of the encounters that I had when I was praying one night, I was going through all the stuff, you know, that we go through, and sometimes it's good to ask the Holy Spirit to purify your eyes, purify your imagination, you know, and then ask the Holy Spirit, you know, I purify my imagination. And I believe you. I believe your word. And I ask that you show me, show mm. me what you want to show me. Show me, mm. take me to Jesus. Jesus, show me what you want to show me. Mm. Because it says that we're there in heavenly places. So one of, the, one of the nights I was going through all the stuff and I guess I was doing it too much. <laughs> I, was too going, much. I, was pleading, I was pleading the blood and I was, you know, going through all the works and doing all the works. And Jesus said, would you stop? Really? Can we stop really? doing all that and just come here? Because sometimes we're just like, we're so worked up and I'm not good enough, you know, so I got to plead the blood more. I got to rebuke wow. more. I got to do. And so Jesus was just very, wow. will you stop and that's just huge. come here? Kim, that's just huge. <laughs> that's just like massively because 
because we've listened to you for months and months and several years now. And I mean, uh, but you're saying even you will get caught up in trying to make sure your ducks are near, your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted, that you've confessed the right number of sins. And and, right. <laughs> and God say, stop it. Just come, right? Like a dad. Just come. That, Just, that's yeah. huge. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so, um, so then I realized, okay, I'm, I'm doing it through work. I'm I'm working too hard at this, you know? And so I I stepped over and Jesus was in front of me and he grabs me and he hugs me and he swirls me around, you know, like, like two lovers dancing around and he swirls me around and he picks me up and he puts me on this white horse. And he is on this horse with me in front. And we start riding. I've ridden horses in heaven before. And so this time we're back on Pale. Pale's the name of my horse because I didn't know what else to name it. (laughs) So Pale's (laughs) a thunder. And I'm just like, we'll we'll call it Pale because it's in the Bible. So Jesus and I are on the horse and he's in front of me and he says, put your head down. And so I, I realized that this is something serious. This isn't just a leisurely ride. And so as I put my head down, he's in front of me and we're riding really fast. And we're riding up over hills and down valleys. And it's just like we're going with a mission. And I look over to the sides and I see that we are riding with an army. There's an mm-hmm. army in front of us and uh-huh. there's an army beside us. And they're all dressed for battle and they are serious. They've got their... You know, like their spears, they're 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 warriors, and they're riding on purpose in this army. And Jesus said, "This army is going to battle." And He said, "And your enemy is the spirit of perversion." Oh, that's interesting. I, I was just reading. Thinking, no, I mean, I'm looking at that, and I go, "Wait, where did perversion come from?" You were just <laughs> okay. All right. You know, and and when I had encountered Jesus at this time, I wasn't thinking about perversion. I wasn't thinking about fighting in the army. I wasn't, you know, I was still pleading the blood and trying to get yeah. me cleaned up, you know, yeah. but he put me on this horse and he, and he said that there, there's an enemy and it's a spirit of perversion. And at this time there was an army in heaven and I was, he was showing me that I am seated with him, with this authority, with this army that is coming against the spirit of perversion. And he said, it is, it's a spirit that has come against children that have been molested. And he said, and God will not lose this battle. He says, we will not lose this battle. Can, can I ask you to clarify that? Because mm-hmm. this is your encounter. This is your personal encounter. And you weren't thinking about perversion. I mean, I, I've not heard all your stories. Are you one of those children that this happened to? Or is this a suddenly become a word for the general body of Christ? I think I think that's kind of this is a word for now, okay. because this uh, he was saying that this army is going out and it's battling now, r- right now. You know, I actually had this encounter a while back, but this when this battle started taking place, this is really before we start hearing about all this um, transgender and all this kind of stuff. Okay. It was even you know it was before that, and so when I was thinking about this army has been battling and so when I was at the camper this morning I was I was thinking about this encounter because I don't know if I'd ever told this before and so I was thinking about it and I was looking at the grass and the Holy Spirit was saying 
the sexual perverted spirit is like a snake in the grass. Mm. He said it has been just slithering along quietly, looking mm. for its prey, not being noticed. And he said then suddenly this spirit of perversion has been noticed. It has been seen. And he said, just like a snake, until you take a sharp edge sword, or in my case, a shovel, <laughs> a sharp head shovel. And he said, and you pierce this snake, you cut this snake. It's not until you, until you strike the snake that the snake rears up, his mouth is open and it starts coiling around the shovel. He said, that is what's going on right now. He said, this sexual perverted spirit has been allowed to slither around the United States doing its own thing undetected. No one was paying attention to it until all of a sudden the Christians started. They saw the spirit and they have taken their authority. And that's what this is, is that the Christians have they have raised up and we have taken our authority against the spirit of perversion and we are cutting it. He said, we are taking the word and we have cut, we are severing the head off of the snake and it is rearing up and it's coiling around. And that's what all this extreme craziness is right now is because we are winning. We are winning this battle right now. And the Holy Spirit was wanting to encourage us that we are winning. This battle is being won right now. And this sexual perverted spirit is being cut into and its head is being taken off because the authority of the Christians have we have raised up and we have taken our authority from heaven to the earth and this spirit is being cut up and we will win that's good you know when I, when, I, when you first started talking about this it looked to me like you were going into this encounter and then God's called you up short and said, wait a minute, there's this spirit of perversion. Go, And yet, as you've talked more, it seems like this counter is more about God interrupting the flow, but to tell you that what battle you have been in, are in, and, and are winning, and not just you, but all of us, we've been winning against this. Is what you're, so it wasn't as much a correction, although there's always that in the body, you know, from the Lord. But he's kind of saying you will win because you have the Lord behind you. It's almost like a few attaboys and attagirls at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it was, it's really encouraging because, you know, kind of at first the snake was just slithering around and, we, and the Christians were totally un, unaware of what was going yeah. on. You know, yeah. we didn't know what was going on behind closed doors and even at churches. We didn't know all this stuff was going on at churches. And then until, until it's like the Christian eyes were open and we're like, now we see it. Now we know what has been going on behind our backs. We didn't even know it. And then as we have found this out, we have taken our authority. And so that is good. He's like, you know, the battle, we've been battling this. And, and he just wants to encourage us that this, that what's going on, the craziness that we see right now, that kind of seems to be extreme. It's nothing more than the snake that has been cut into and his mouth is open. And he's, he's like, no, oh, and so wow. he just, you know, he's just letting it all loose right now. <laughs> you know, well, you know, because, I, I was going to say, Kat, um, Kat has talked about, um, this is going clear back seven or eight years ago when I first started here, but she said 
what's about to be seen is this more and more and more evil. And and she was saying, and so this is my paraphrase mm. of her. She was saying, God, God was saying, it's not that things are getting suddenly, suddenly more and more evil. It's that I'm exposing, exposing, exposing what's been going on. So it looks worse and worse and worse, but that's because it's coming to the light. I don't know, would, would, would that right. be your take as well? Exactly, yeah, because like that snake, just like what Kat said, you know, the snake was in the grass and we didn't know it. Yeah. And But now, you know, now it's being exposed. Yeah, wow. You know, and when it's exposed, you know, we, we have, we're cutting it with the word, we're taking authority over it, and it is being exposed. And so it is just really going for all it's worth right now because now it's exposed. Yeah, I get. You know, I the whole time you've been talking about this. <laughs> the thing you've been talking about this snake and being exposed. I, I, this very vivid memory pops in where we're on a family camping trip. There were six of us kids, and then my mom and dad. But uh, so my sister screams one time, and there's a rattlesnake right there. Well, you know, you don't want to. You could die with that very easily. Wow. But my dad had the shovel out there, and he began to just cut it to pieces with the shovel. And of course, that made him a hero. But you know what? Um, it was a serious battle. At least it looked serious, but dad wasn't going to lose that battle. There was not even mm -hmm. a prayer that he would lose that battle with that shovel, long shovel hand. But yeah, I'm just seeing that it's like our job was to scream and help Lord. And then he comes along anyway. That's interesting. Yeah. And he comes along and, you know, and just like our father, God, he's a good father. He's not going to let yeah. us kids get, get snake bit. Yeah, you know, he, good. you know, he's going to keep, He's keeping after it until this snake is dead. <laughs> Good. I love it. Well, that's a very, that, that's very, very encouraging. So, uh, okay, we have one now. What do you want to say about this tunnel of darkness? That looks really interesting. So I was, another time I was, I was in heaven and I was riding my horse, pal, and we were really high above, above the earth. And I could see, I could see the earth below us. And there was like this tunnel that was dark and we rode into this dark tunnel. And as we were riding into this dark tunnel, Jesus said, put your arms out. And so when I put my arms out, so I'm riding oh, wow. <laughs> without, without any range, right? I've got my arms out, riding through this darkness. And all of a sudden, my hands were, were like light, were like flashlights. Really? And they were shining cool. in this darkness. And, G and it, was like the, it was like the darkness and my hands were like magnets. And they were turned backwards, you know, so every place that we were riding, the darkness was turning and was being repelled against me, against the light. And Jesus said, it's because you are in me and I am in you. The life that is in me brings light and the light repels the darkness. You know, so nice. yeah, Very the nice. same, you know, the same in the same vein of what we're talking about, the authority is that as we realize that we are seated in heaven, a, a layer of our biscuit <laughs> is seated in heaven and we have that authority to the earth because I was riding the horse, but we were riding through the darkness and it was that authority. It was the life of Jesus in me that and was causing know, the darkness. Well, you know, I was gonna say, I'm looking at this, Kim, and I'm going, there's that part of me I almost was talked on this publicly recently where I'm there's a part of me that always feels like maybe I'm in trouble with the Lord because I was always in trouble at home you know mm -hmm. uh, my dad was a very very strict 
man, and if I did anything, all six of his kids, but I mean, so I'm always looking without meaning to, I'm looking for what God's going to correct in me, what God's going to tell me I'm doing wrong so I can do it right and not get punished. But you keep showing us stuff where God's just telling you what is. You're going to win this. That was the last section. You're in a tunnel. Now you put your arms out. And then he just kind of keeps telling you what is. And I'm looking for the correction. I'm not really seeing a correction from Father God, you know. And uh, there you go again, Steve, looking for, you know, you're in trouble. You know, I was thinking about that the other day when we were talking about Mary and the angel shows up and Mary, uh, you know, you found favor with God and Mary was wondering about, it says, and Mary wondered about what kind of greeting this might be. And I thought, yeah, that sounds like me. The angel would show up and say, you know, you know, hi, Steve, highly favored. Uh, and I'd go, I wonder what kind of greeting this one is. What did I do wrong? But, you know, yeah, I just what love, I do? <laughs> yeah, so I just see that your picture, what your God's showing you is not a whole bunch of things where he's catching you doing something wrong. He's telling you what's going on right with you. Right, because, you know, the, we are, if you realize that you are in Jesus. Yeah. You know, you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. But you're, you're, you are so messed with him. You are so mixed with him that, you know, he wants to show you all the, the power and the authority and the light and the life that you carry, the love that you carry, Wow. you know, and it, he's just, he is absolutely so in love with you. So good. He's so, so good. in love with you, you know, and we, you know, and then just like that, he was reminding me, he said, there's, says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery yeah. to fall back into fear, you know, and so when we partner with this spirit of slavery, if you think of what a slave is, yeah. a slave is someone who has never, you're not allowed to come in the house. You yeah. don't get to oh, yeah. from the big table. You know, Can I ask you... Uh, a question about the uh, um, Doreen and I have talked, my wife and I have, talk, have been talking about this on and off for years. And um, you, you, a little bit, either the last section of this one, you talked about, and the guy showed you, and he was twirling you around. And, thing, and, I, and I guarantee you, as a man, or even if I showed <laughs> up as a boy, I'm not looking to be maybe twirled around. And men watching this will go, but I'm not going to see Jesus twirling me around as if in dancing. I'm probably not even riding in front of me on a horse. That's sort of a, what a, a woman would experience in a romance novel. Only, of course, this is pure. This is not romance, but it's a pure love. Yeah. But talk, can you talk for a minute about men who just have been hearing this? They love the intimacy, but they're not going to, God's probably not going to show them him twirling them around like he was dancing, or maybe he would, but. Or what, what, what would you say to guys who say, I want to tap in, but I'm having trouble with this imagery? So if you, um, a lot of times whenever you have these encounters in heaven, you're a little boy or a little okay. girl. Okay. And this, this time when I was on the horse, I was, I was like an adult body size. Okay. But if you could, uh, a lot of times you may be a little boy and, and, and Jesus may pick you up like a child okay and uh and, and like your grandson you may pick him up underneath the arms and spin him around or fly him like an airplane 
you know. Oh, that's good. That's you really may good. do that. Yeah, and he, he could do that. He may pick you up and fly you like an airplane. Oh, very you know, cool. Because he, he loves that. He loves to play with you. Or he may, you know, how kids love to be spun around. Hold me by my hands and you spin around until you're ready to fall. That's down. really good. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and they're like, you more, and, more, more. Both you and Kat tell stories that most of the time when you go, you're a child. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is like... You know, and I've always wanted to visit heaven, but I always figured I'd visit as an adult. But it sounds like the child experience is more common and maybe more needful for us to come as a child, huh? Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, when he's when he's doing something like that with me, or you know, like, so he may pick you up by the hand and a foot, you know, and spin oh, yeah. you around in a circle like that, like you do your grandkids, like you yeah. know, and fly him around like that, you know, and that could be the intimacy that he wants to do with you. You know, but whenever you're, whenever you have these encounters with Jesus and he's, and you're a child, you realize you're just so innocent and you're so full of love and, and Jesus spinning you around or dunking you under the water, you know, he would dunk you under the water. He'll splash water on you and play. He'll squirt you with water. You know, he he doesn't just sit there and, and say, "Oh, and I baptized you." <laughs> you mean the God of the universe, really? The God of the universe would then just splash water in your face and have a water fight and stuff like that, right? I mean, that's absolutely. He will. Yes, yeah, so, very cool. That's so very Jesus. Cool. Yeah, so Jesus and I in heaven. There's snow in heaven, which I love because you're not cold, but there's snow. But the, one of the first encounters that I had with Jesus in heaven is he threw a snowball at me. <laughs> and I was a child and I'm like, you know, because kids love to have snowball fights. And yeah, I had I no idea that Jesus would have a snowball fight with me. So some of the encounters that he may have with you being a man is have a snowball fight with you because that's, that's such good. a guy thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That's very good. You know, that is so, I mean, Kim, this is so far outside of anything we were ever growing up to believing about God. You know, I, my favorite, one of my favorite stories, of the, no, it's my favorite story. You, I had you tell it again last time was when he raced uh, motorcycles with you and then Jesus crashed and laughed and laughed and, and laughed. laughed. Anyway, now that's the picture of the God I want to serve right there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that, it's that, 99% of the time when I see Jesus, he's laughing. He wants to have fun. And um, so my, hus- my husband's all sports. He's everything sports oriented. If he's not cooking, it's sports. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus, I can go to heaven and get away from sports. No, you can't. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's good. That's good. Jesus loves sports. Wow. And so even as a, even as a girl, he will play games with me. He loves like baseball. He loves to throw footballs. He loves any, really? anything that has to do with a ball. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't even get away from sports <laughs> in heaven. And he well, just you know, laughs. Yeah, well, that's, that's hilarious right there because you're so done with sports and guys, no, no, we're just getting started. That's amazing. Yeah, and so he'll throw he'll throw he'll throw balls at me. That's great. You know, because he knows that I because he knows that I have issues. <laughs> and he knows I'm just like turn off the TV, turn off the football yeah. game. And but he loves he loves competition, he loves basketball, he loves and there's sports really? in heaven that hasn't 
that hasn't been created on the earth. Well, that's why we have baseball here is because there's baseball in heaven. That's yeah. why we have balls here is because Jesus loves, he loves to play. He so loves, good. yeah. So good. So good. Now it's you, so good. I, I noticed on the note here, um, it says, cause you were talking about the tunnels of darkness and you're on your horse, which you named pale. Is that what the name Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And then uh, you in the note says, I guess this is your note. It says, there are horses in heaven. You can have a horse. And that wasn't your point of telling the story, but you threw that in there that uh, talk about that for the kids or anyone else who loves horses. You can have a horse. You can have lots of horses. You can have, um, and so the horses, the horses in heaven, their hair is really soft and they talk to you. Your horse will talk to you and they won't hurt you. They won't rub up against a tree and hurt your leg. They won't throw you over the edge. You know, they won't, you know, they won't kick you and you can have a horse ranch. You know, one of the, after I wrote this, I thought, well, what about the lion? Should I tell about the lion? Because I got to ride not only a horse in heaven. I mainly have I mainly have one horse because I I, I don't know why. I, I guess I'm happy with my one horse, but you can have many horses if you want. Wow. But there's also lions in heaven. And the lions in heaven, they're huge. They're like a, a really large, large lion. And their hair is really soft. And it's long and you can just bury your face in the lion's hair and you can lay down on the lion and ride the lion and it's the lions will talk to you and you can brush them and you can have a pet lion. You can have a lion in your mansion. You can take your lion for a walk. <laughs> you know, some people take their dogs for a walk. You can take your lion for a walk. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, like, so you could have a, if you'd have a lion, who wouldn't want it? You know, and if you don't have the trappings of, having to clean up and messes in heaven that stuff that part doesn't exist you know even if you love there are people that love the horse smell because they love the whole manure smell and all that because it's part <laughs> of the whole thing but that's not part of that part won't be in heaven the, the horses will be there but not the manure right right you, so you never have to go to the bathroom in yeah. heaven because that that would be waste you can eat all that you all you want but you don't you never have to go to the bathroom and there's no trash you know, so I you can it. have you can have a horse in your mansion, and there won't Crazy. be horse manure. You know, uh, Crazy, to clean yeah. because that would be waste. But you can feed your horse. They they you know there's food in heaven, and they'll well, eat. I, out of I think cat was one of them. Maybe you said the same thing, but cat had said that some some mansions were as big as a city. And how, uh, what's the largest mansion you've seen? What's it like? Have, have you seen a mansion that's like that, or? I haven't seen one that big. I've seen mine and I've, I've, I saw another lady's and she had a big, huge waterfall in her mansion that wow. had her fish. She had, she loved goldfish. She had one of those ponds in the backyard that had the fish and she loved her goldfish. So Jesus showed me that he is so loving and so kind that he made this waterfall for her in her mansion. And I saw her goldfish swimming down this waterfall and it was talking as it was swimming. And this, this lady, she wasn't that nice on the earth. Okay. <laughs> you know, All right. She, you know, she, she wasn't that nice. And I was shocked that even though she wasn't, you know, Mary, you know, mother Mary, she was, you know, she wasn't, but yet 
Jesus loved her so much that he made this mansion. And, and Kim, when you say home. that, you're saying this was a real person that you knew that she wasn't a very nice lady, but in her life, she had received Christ. And that was right. all that was required for God to lavish her with love, love, right. love, love. Even right. though on this earth, she wasn't very nice to other people. Right. That's so right. instructive about our God. He, yeah. It wasn't the works we did. He didn't, you didn't earn heaven if you were really nice to everybody. You earned heaven because right. you received the Lord. Right. I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, Apparently she was saved when she was little and then she, okay. just, she went. She went total opposite, you know, and all this, and um, she drank a lot and partied a lot and did all these other things, you know. And but right before, about six months before she passed away, she rededicated her life to the Lord, and just just loved Jesus for like the last few months of her life. She just was lo in love with Jesus, and I thought, <laughs> wish I would have so, known this person all those years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, yeah. better late than ever. But you know, and you think yeah. you know, we think the thief on the cross. You know, you know, he didn't have time to do anything except observe out loud that Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. That was his entire confession. Yeah. You know, and then and he believed somehow on him and said, "Remember me." He didn't even say, "I'm sorry for the things I done." He just said, "Remember me when you come into your kingdom." Wham! Yeah. You know, that is that is again. I use the word instructive. So it's a little bit collegiate sounding i just mean boy could we learn from that is what i mean you know so yeah because he didn't pray the prayer he didn't confess his sins he didn't acknowledge jesus was the son of god he just no. had that just that that sentence you know and sometimes you know i used to take care of elderly people and um it seemed like every time i would get a new assignment i'd go into these elderly people's homes i'd clean for them and help them you know bathe and things like that once I prayed for them, within three months, they would die. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So My what do you, says, what, You're not praying for me. <laughs> so so what, how, what do we conclude from that? What, what do you learn from that? Is it that God was keeping them alive until you could get them and, saved or what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Within, within three months, you know, I let them, I, you know, it was, I, it, looking back, I know, obviously, it was just all led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, so you never know, you know, who he who he's leading you to. He led me to my step to my stepdad, which I didn't like. I didn't love him. I didn't even like him, you know, and 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 the Holy Spirit told me to go tell him about Jesus. So I was a photographer and I thought there is no way I am going to talk to him about Jesus because he was mean. He was he was always right. And if you tried to cross him in any way, he was just mean, angry person. And the Holy Spirit wanted me to go tell him about Jesus. Gee, wow. <laughs> so I cried and bawled and said, no, no, no. Well, and then I finally went. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to talk to him. I have no idea how I'm going to bring this up because he's Catholic. I'm Baptist. How do you do this? And, but I was also a photographer. So I walk in the, I come up to the house and he went, hey, Kimmy, come on in. I just got some pictures back. I want to show you. Wow. And I thought. Oh, okay. At least he's in a good mood. <laughs> you know? So I went in and he starts opening up these pictures and he didn't know why I was there. So I never went to go see him ever would I stop to see him. And so he starts showing me these pictures and it's pictures of churches. Really? 
And um, and the Holy Spirit was like, and I could just hear like this ding, 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 ding. That's Jeez. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, that's your door. Use that. Use that door. And so I was just like, <gasps> so if you ever died, do you know where you would go? Do you know how to get to heaven? Because that's kind of my line because there's only one way to heaven. Do you know how sure. to get to heaven? And he says, yeah, by being good enough and not kicking the dog and, you know, that was all he thought. That's all he knew. Yeah. And so I had my little New Testament Bible and I was able, I was shaking, I was sweating, I was scared because I knew there was no way, you know, I knew he was going to, he was going to, he was going to just lash out at me at any second. And so I, I had my little new, I had to put my hands down on the table because I was shaking so bad. My goodness. Wow, Kim. And I was, went to the Romans road because that's yeah. all I knew. And I was reading to him, you know, none of us is good enough, not even the priest, you know, and he's just like, huh? And he was smoking a cigarette at the time. And he puts his cigarette down. So I'm like, oh, really? I'm mm-hmm. so I thought, well, God's working on him. And then, so I started leading him to, you know, the prayer. Yeah. <laughs> that you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And what he does, is he comes inside of you. And then if you were to die at, that you is guaranteed that you get to go to heaven if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior of your life. And I said, have you ever done that? And he said, no, I never have. I said, would you like to do it? Would you like to pray with me and ask Jesus into your heart? And he says, well, hell yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's, that's so good. <laughs> and so oh, he man. prays with me and asks Jesus into his heart to make him his Lord and Savior. Wow. And I and I'm just like, oh my gosh, he did, he did. And so I left. When I left that, I cried and bawled. I'm like, Jesus, why did you make me do that? You know, I was so mad. I wasn't I mean, happy that were, he was you, saved. You were, you, <laughs> Still mad even after he received Christ? You know, you are so... I was so scared. I was so scared. It's fun to listen to because you're just real, first of all. You're not putting on any pretense here. You, you know, I would have expected you to say, after he got saved, Lord, I'm just so glad you had me do this. And I'm so happy you did that. Now it's, and you were still mad. I love I this. I was so mad. Oh, and amazing. you know, and I was yelling at God as I was driving away. Why did you make me do that? I should have been going, Oh, thank you, Jesus. He said, yeah. But I'm like, Why did you make me do that? And he said, Because he was so loving. He wasn't mad. He said, Because he wouldn't have listened to anyone else but you. I'm like, Wow. Because wow. I was the stepdaughter that he never, I was the daughter he never had. I was the, you know. And so right then, God used me. Even I was, I mean, I was scared. I was, and I was mad. I was scared and mad. So there wasn't holy, you know, there wasn't anything holy about it, you know. Well, even with and you being he upset died. at him. Oh, he died soon after that? He died within three months of a brain aneurysm. And he, this brain aneurysm hit him so fast that there was nothing. He, he had no time. He couldn't have repented. He couldn't have come out of a coma. He could nothing. It was, it was an instant. And I thought, wow, wow, you know, so sometimes he'll lead you. And so that there's, you know, one of the, one of the scriptures that he brought me to is the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, you know, and so, and I definitely had the 
spirit of fear. I was so afraid, but I did it anyway. Yeah. You know, and so when God's leading you to do stuff, you just do it. You do it anyway, because you don't know. You may be the only person they'll listen to. I mean, that's just so helpful to me. And um, again, I because you're being so real about it, you're not saying, no, I was so glad I obeyed the Lord. And and I told him I was sorry for even being upset. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it just kind of gives us all hope because look at the encounters he's having with you. He's not off put. He's not ticked that you are still mad at him. He's just going, you were the only one, Kim, you know. Yeah, and and he was so loving because I had such, I was so mad that he made, that he had me do that. But wow. his love was so soft and it was so kind and he was so gentle, you know. So even if you do do something wrong, he's not going to yell at you. He's not going to hit you with a ruler. It's just very loving and it's very kind and he's very gentle. And he just, he just saturated me with his love. And it's just, he wouldn't listen to anyone else, you know? Wow. So you never have to be afraid if we do something wrong or you have a bad attitude that God's going to do something because he's just, the way he corrects us is with so much gentleness and so much love. He, you know, he really is a good, good father. And you, you know, I've heard you many times. I, didn't, I don't think you did it today that I heard, but you are, are often calling him Daddy God. Because <laughs> uh, you know, some people call him Daddy or Dad, and I'll try different ones to see which one on a given day I feel more comfortable saying. But Daddy God is, that's scriptural. We call him Abba Father. You know, Daddy, Dad, you know, I've sometimes, Bob Jones called him Papa. Papa mm. said this, Papa said that, and uh, uh, I try different names. And on a given day, I can pray and say, uh, hey, Papa, can you help me? And, and it'll help me approach him a little bit because I know he's not put off that I call him Papa. In fact, he mm. probably loves it, you mm. know. Uh, um, but I, anyway, I just wanted to point that out. This is like um, I've talked to a number of people about, I remember way back when I first started hearing someone call god daddy and i was really i thought that is so irreverent that is so wrong that is so and it was a guy you know and he got up front and he was saying dear daddy and i i was really kind of offended um even though i probably would have told you even at that time that that wasn't exactly wrong according to scripture because we call him abba father and people have heard me say when we went to israel the very first trip we ever went to israel we were walking between the Jewish quarter and the, and the Arab quarter. And I don't remember which quarter this is, but I think both Arabs and Jews use the same term. Um, so this little kid's trying to catch up with his dad and he's going, Abba, Abba, Abba. Uh, and so we call him Abba Father. That's the mm. picture we are instructed to call mm. him or to I see him as our Abba Father because we received a, a spirit of adoption. It's such a different picture of a loving God, such a different picture. So, did, well, did we get all the points? I make sure it does say, you did say Daddy God right here at the bottom, didn't you? I didn't even see that, but yeah, you just said that here. <laughs> Daddy, uh, yeah, I can't, I don't feel comfortable calling Papa, you know. Okay, or, that one doesn't work for you, a, right? That didn't work for me. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody else. I don't know who Papa is. I feel like I'm yeah, it's, you know, it little house be, on the prairie or something and there's Papa yeah. or... <laughs> Oh. Yeah, now in my family, I think I call my dad. I hate dad. Da, da, this and uh, uh, one of my daughters calls, you know, has her own 
made up name for me. She just calls me Duty. So it's a, <laughs> she, since she was a little girl, she'd say, hey, and I, I know she was especially reaching out and being affectionate when she'd say, hey, Duty, or thank oh. you, Duty, or something. I don't know where she got that. And then the other one calls me Dad, and they both feel affectionate equally affectionate to me you know you know right. uh, but yeah I, I for those people watching find a word whether it's daddy god or papa like bob jones or father or or daddy god the way you said i mean mm -hmm. find something that works and it doesn't have to be the same thing every time what works today you right. know sometimes sometimes i'll come to the lord and say lord i, I need to come to you as a judge today because i need some mm -hmm. help with this injustice and other days I'll say, I'm coming to you as my dad. I'm coming to you as my daddy. I'm coming to you as my judge. I'm coming to you as my friend. I want all of these elements today. <laughs> and I'll just, because I want I want the whole thing. I want the right. whole pie. And right. then, you know, then I then I put my trust in the fact that he's going, yeah, I'll do all that for you. Right, right. now, I'll be that for you. Right. Yes. And, well, yeah, um, I love Hebrews 19 says that we are in God's family. Yeah. You know, because of the blood of Jesus. So you yeah. can approach God. It's it's not because of you. It's because of the blood of Jesus that we can approach God, and and just love on Him. He just wants He wants you to call Him whatever you want to call Him. He just wants you to come to Him. Yeah, so yeah. true, so true. Yeah. Well, Kim, uh, do, do you feel like praying for the viewers here, real quick? And then after we're doing, I'll have you. There's an event you want to talk to, but maybe yeah. pray for the viewers and. Yeah, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you. Mm. Huh, that you are father you are daddy you are yeah. our papa and i pray lord that um each and every person that is wanting to have encounters with you i ask that they learn to trust trust yeah. you that you are nice and that you are kind and the scripture says that we are in your family that we have been adopted into your family we have every right we have every authority to be with you jesus Yes, we are Lord. in you. We are seated with you. Mm. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you show them different heavenly places. Yeah. Help them to trust what they see. And I thank you, Father. And if there's anyone that have you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I ask that you pray with me right now. Yeah. And if you would pray and if you would say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. And I ask that you forgive me right now of all of my sins. And I make you the Lord and Savior of my life right now. I want to be in your family. I want you to be my daddy. I want you to be my best friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So good, Kim. So, so, so good. Uh, talk, you've got an event uh, coming up next week or something, or a few days from now. I'll talk about that. There it is. Yeah, on it's, the it's, it's this Saturday, May 20th. And it's going to be at Joppa House in Rogers, Arkansas. It's an event with Kristen Watney and I. Uh, we're doing this. I'll be speaking in the morning, and then Kristen will be speaking in the afternoon. And uh, this lunch is provided, but we do ask that you register. You can go to my website and register. You can go to my Facebook page and register. It's called Heaven Come because it's, if you notice, it's in me, kingdom in me. Oh, that's me. good. <laughs> Isn't that fun? And me. It is fun. Yeah. And then, in fact, in fact, the website right below there says heavenisfun.com. Is that where they go? Right. They Heaven can go there to, mm -hmm. so the, to my events page, and they can see the different events. I also have one coming up in New York City that Chris and I will also be ministering at. And But this one is this Saturday. 
So if Good. you're anywhere close to Rogers, Arkansas, please come. And Joppa House, is that the name of a church or? Joppa House, is it, it's a house of prayer. Okay. That's in Rogers and they have, we have live worship and it's, it has an, it's an amazing it's a house, you know, like 24 seven house of prayer that they mimic after the house, you know, the, the prayer house in Kansas City. Yeah, they yeah, they do that sort of harping like bowl, that kind of harping like, bowl mm -hmm. worship and prayer. Very, right. very good, so. Yeah. All right, well, I hope you all will avail yourself of that in Rogers, Arkansas. Rogers, Arkansas. Very, Rogers, very Arkansas. good, so. And then yeah. you have your books. They can get your books at heavenisfun.com. Mm -hmm. Or do you have more than one book? I can't remember what, how many you have. I have, I have six books. Oh wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> Ever, and yeah. Each of them do each of them have stories about heaven? Mm -hmm. Each one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. These and the the manual. I have a manual that teaches people how you can hear, how you can see, how the Holy Spirit taught me how to hear and to see. And so that's the manual. You can pick that up. I also have audio books. I am the one reading the audio book, so you get the southern twang and all. There <laughs> you, you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. Things well, to download and. And then you can download these books? And you can also download them. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent, excellent. So people that want to get right to it today, you can be reading in a few minutes that if you can download right. them. Okay, thanks again, Kim. And we're a reminder that Clay Clark will be with us tomorrow. Uh, Robin Bullock will be with us on Thursday. So looking forward to it. Thanks again, Kim. And everybody have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> this has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.